sweet friend. My name is Vanessa, and I am super pumped that you're here because I want to help you grow your business by helping you find your opt-in superpower. I am over here happy dancing because the Opt-in Profit Podcast was made for entrepreneurs just like you who want to finally make more profit by turning strangers into fast friends, future clients, and customers using opt-in. So go ahead and grab your favorite LaCroix and maybe even a cupcake and let's get into today's show. Welcome back to the Opt-in Profit Podcast. I am so excited today because I am going to be talking about something that everyone always asks me about because people are always wondering what type of opt-in should I create? Um, People are always struggling because they feel like they have to do the same thing as everyone else in order to be successful, that if they do a challenge or an email course or a webinar, that because it was successful for someone else, that it's going to work for them. And most oftentimes, which I have also found myself, so I'll give you some examples, when you do something that someone else does and do it only because they are successful, the result might not work out for you. And the reason why that is, is because when you are creating an opt-in, there are a few things that you should definitely consider. And that's what I want to talk to you about in today's episode. So the first one that we would want to consider is going to be the type of content for one that you like to create. Because yes, I know that you're creating an opt-in for other people. And when you create content, for your people. You're not necessarily creating it for yourself because you like it. You're creating it for other people and that's a consideration and that's all well and good. I totally agree with that. It's definitely something that I share and a message that I push. However, if you don't like creating the content that you create, you're not going to want to create the content. You're not going to be happy about creating your opt-in. You're not going to be happy about designing your opt-in. You're not going to be happy about promoting your opt-in. So if you're creating an opt-in in a format that you don't like, that you don't care for, that you don't feel confident in, all of that is going to reflect in the execution of your opt-in. So say for example, you are super shy, you're super introverted, you don't feel comfortable on video, and you are so scared to go live. Say that you would prefer to create an email course. You love writing. You can connect with people with writing. It brings you so much joy. The words just flow out onto like your Google Doc and it literally just lights you up when you can write down everything and you seriously are a better educator in that way. So naturally, your best choice is going to be to do what feels good for you, to do what brings joy to your opt-in and and infuse all of that passion 
and commitment into that opt-in as opposed to trying to go live on a webinar, not feeling very confident, feeling awkward on video, you're not enjoying it, you're feeling self-conscious because there's a difference. I love going live and I live I love live webinars. I love doing video trainings and that was something I'm I'm just naturally a really good speaker. I got burnt out on blogging years ago. So for me, the opt-ins that naturally work for me are going to be live webinars and video trainings. And then of course, audio trainings and like a podcast format and things like that. That's what brings me joy. I love to do that. Um, I love to talk. (laughs) So that is a good choice for me. On the other hand, I tried to run a challenge and it was miserable. I didn't feel like writing it. I was worried about people engaging with it. Um, I didn't feel like I like I just didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it and it reflected in the edu- ed- execution of the challenge. So I'm telling you that, that think about what lights you up, what brings you joy, the best way that you love to create content because Chances are, if you are creating content that you love in a certain way, your people that have already found you are already loving what you do, and the people who you want to find you are going to find you because they're going to love the way that you educate and put stuff out. So the first thing to really consider when you are creating an opt-in is to think about what type of opt-in or what type of format you love to create in. Do you love live video? Do you love recording video trainings? Do you love recording trainings? but maybe just not with your videos or with your face so you can just do like slides um do you love doing um email courses do you love creating guides or workbooks audio trainings do you love creating art and drawing um you literally the sky's the limit with your opt-ins and you can get so creative like for example, I'm in um, Nevica. She has a community called the Collaboration Catalyst. And so far, it's just been fantastic. And I connected with um, someone wonderful. Her name is Laura. And she creates art and prints and downloads and tools, essentially, for moms to help them connect more with their family. And I was so impressed with her opt-in. She had a quiz that basically helped you figure out, you know, what type of, type of mom and business owner are you? And what would help you the most and I was so surprised when I got the quiz results that at the end she actually surprised me with a download that would be like a phone sleeping bag so basically um, if I have trouble you know disconnecting from my phone or disconnecting from my work this printable phone sleeping bag I put your you put your phone in it and it just reminds you that you are supposed to be spending intentional time and feeling the joy that your family is bringing you. So it was just such a creative way to create an opt-in. And instead of doing something like a video on how to do that, she actually provided a fun, creative printable that she designed. Um, and it's just amazing. <laughs> In the show notes, I'll include the link to that quiz so you can take it. So That is just one example of how you can use your creative strengths to create content that sparks joy. And I keep saying sparks joy because I watched uh, the Marie Kondo um, tidying up series on Netflix for the first time. And I just keep thinking about how I can apply this to my own business. And so I keep talking about joy because it just reminded me when people keep asking me this question of what type of opt-in that they should create. 
If you're creating content that makes you super happy, super pumped, super passionate, that is the type of content that is going to bring in the people that you want to turn into fast friends, future clients, and customers. You have to have excitement and passion behind any of the content that you create. In order for people to feel that excitement, it needs to be contagious. So think about that. That is a very first step that you should think about um, when you are deciding what type of opt-in that you want to create. So the second thing that you want to think about is naturally going to be your people. (laughs) What do you want them to feel? How do you want them to consume content? What is the best way that they consume content? And how can you cater to their wants and needs? So say, for example, your readers really love writing blog posts. If you love writing blog posts, perfect. Now, say if you don't particularly love writing blog posts, there are other alternatives. So, for example, if you wanted to create a podcast, if you really enjoy talking, you could create a podcast and then you can have your podcast episode transcribed like I do. And so you are catering not only to people who love listening to audio and love your podcast, you're also catering to those people who also love reading blog posts and who learn best um, by reading and applying things like that. So think about your people in the way that they love to consume content. And you can do this if you already have an audience. You can poll your audience and you can find out what's the best way they love learning from you. Um, When I recently surveyed my audience, um, I mostly got podcast and live trainings. Um, I recently polled people on Instagram and asked them about an upcoming training I was thinking. And I asked them if they wanted me to do a podcast episode or if they wanted me to do um, a live webinar. And literally, I think it was like 68 or 78% of people wanted me to do a live webinar. So if you already have an audience, you can pull your audience and find out the type of content they like to consume and then fuse that into the type of content that you love to create. That way you're still happy creating your content and you can make your people happy by creating content that they love to consume. Okay, so again, this goes back to my example of If you like to write, then most of your people that you attract should probably like to read blog posts. However, if you like to write and you're finding that people aren't really, um, they're not really super into your writing, maybe the blog posts are too long, there are other things that you can do. So if you, instead of writing a 2,000 word blog post, maybe you can create micro content. If you're catering to a list of people who are super busy, they don't have tons of time to read a blog post, but if an article is short enough, they will take the time to read it. So consider making micro content instead of creating tons and tons of content. And if your people like writing and like reading and like engaging with email and blog posts, then an email course would probably be a really great fit for you. Okay. Um, And also friends, I do have a brand new quiz. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, (laughs) but at the beginning of February, um, once this podcast episode has launched, if this podcast episode is launched, you know that it's live. I have a brand new quiz that is going to help you create or figure out what your perfect opt-in is based on the three things that I am talking about today. Okay. So that is going to be all dependent on you, what you love to create, what makes you happy. The second thing is going to be what makes your people happy, what they want to create. And the third thing is going to be what is actually converting for you. So we're thinking about your happiness, your people's happiness, and 
happiness for your pocket because, because your content ultimately should be bringing you a profit, right? So those are the three things that um, the quiz will help you figure out. So once you take the quiz, you will be able to see what types of opt-ins are going to be better for you as a creator that is going to make you happy, make your people happy, and make your pockets happy with more profit. So if you hop over to vanessaryan.co forward slash quiz, you will be able to take this quiz. It's totally free. And at the end, depending on whatever result you get out of the five main opt-in types as I see it, um, there is going to be a a quick guide on the tools that you need to get started as well as a few tips on creating that type of opt-in. And also, if you want to take it a step further, um, you there will be a special offer for you to get the step-by-step guide on actually creating that type of opt-in. So say, for example, you want to create a resource library. There is a toolkit that I created that includes audio training, a workflow for Asana or Trello for the step-by-step instructions for creating this resource library. It includes video walkthroughs, um, and it also includes my best tips to help you create a resource library along with with all the resources that you need to actually get the resource library up and running. And it also includes a few Canva templates and Adobe templates that you can use to get your resource library started. So go ahead and head over to vanessaryan.co forward slash quiz after this episode to figure out what your perfect opt-in is. And if you're interested in those toolkits, there is one for email courses, live trainings, evergreen webinars, resource libraries, and a quiz. So there's literally something for everyone. And again, the goal is to make sure you're happy, your people are happy, and you're making a profit. So once you've created an opt-in, if this is your first opt-in, it's going to take some time for you to kind of test out what converts. If you already have an opt-in, there's a couple different things that you can look at to kind of figure out what is converting for you. So if you've not had a successful opt-in yet, but you have had some successful blog posts, then what I want you to do is look at the type of content you put out um, on your blog and on social media and figure out what has the most engagement, what has the most views, what has the most traffic coming from Pinterest, On your Insta stories, if you do a poll, um, what was the most engaged poll that you've done? Now, if you haven't done any of this, um, if you don't have, if you're just starting out, it's not a problem because it's going to take some experimentation for you to figure out what is going to be the best way to make your content convert into clients and customers for you. So once you have some of that data, then what you can do is you can make sure, okay, hey, my blog post, this was a 1,000 word blog post. It had a guide or a checklist that that goes with it that's in my resource library. However, not really that many people are signing up for the checklist or the resource library. So maybe instead of having a resource library, maybe you could actually take people to a quiz. Maybe a quiz is going to be a better format for you to deliver that content. So instead of having a resource library filled with content, you can have a quiz that focuses on the different areas of the content within your resource library and then when someone takes a quiz you can take them right to that exact resource that they need so they don't feel as overwhelmed having to sign up for a resource library and not really knowing what to um, what to sign up for what to use what to consume and they don't want to download things and then have it sit to collect dust on their desktop right so once you have this data and you have your opt-in if you see that you've linked your opt-in On all of your blog posts, you have clear call to actions, you have it in your navigation menu, you have a hello bar, Um, you maybe even have a super polite pop-up, but you see that no one is signing up for your opt-in, 
then there's a chance that you need to position it a little bit differently. Do you need to change the title of it? Um, Based on your past blog posts, is it something that your people actually need and want from you? Okay, so that is another thing too, is it may just be it needs to be (laughs) positioned. It needs to be positioned and packaged differently. So if you're trying to give away a 20-page workbook slash guide, maybe instead of doing that, you can break up your content into bite-sized steps for like an email course or a challenge and maybe your people would be more comfortable in consuming that from you so that way once you have figured out what type of content people are actually signing up for the types of opt-ins they enjoy the next thing to consider is going to be are is this content actually making some profit for you so when people are signing up for your opt-in if you have a tripwire if you have a product that you're promoting with your welcome sequence um, if you have a webinar that you're pitching a product or a service at the end of are people actually signing up if you are if you are consistently making sales then your opt-in is is really great for your people. It's making them happy, you're solving a problem for them, and it's actually making you profit, right? But if you have, say, a thousand people signed up for your opt-in and you're not getting any sales from that, then it's definitely something that you need to consider. Like, um, it may not be a problem with your offer. Maybe, again, you just need to package it differently. Maybe um, you need to send more reminders for it on the email. Maybe if you have an email course and you are only promoting this product that you have one time, you need to infuse it into your email course a couple of different times and then make sure a day or two after the email course is over, you are sending a dedicated email um, about this product that has testimonials, what it includes, and maybe even give them a special offer like 10% off, 20% off, $10 off to see if that incentivizes them and motivates them to actually make a purchase from you. So if you're getting people to sign up for your opt-in and people are engaging, people aren't unsubscribing immediately, that is ideal. So then the next step is going to be to figure out how you can make people convert. How can you make them purchase whatever it is that you are selling? It may just be that your offer, you're not promoting it enough. It's kind of invisible and they don't really know about it. Maybe they would feel better investing in it if it was like a special bonus that came with it. So say, for example, just for people who took the email course, they get $20 off or they get it at full price, but they get this extra little bonus. So there's different things that you can do and experiment with to figure out how you can get those sales up. And what I would suggest is trying a few different things, but at least giving yourself 60 days to try out each of these things to see if it converts. Because within 60 days, if you have 200 people sign up for your email list and no sales, then you need to tweak something. If you have 200 people sign up for your email list and 10 people have purchased, then you're on to something. So then what you can do is you can see how you can optimize it, tweak it, and make that even better so that you can increase those sales even further, okay? And this is the same if you are a client-based business and you're trying to get more discovery calls and you're trying to use your opt-in to get more people to sign up for a discovery call with you, then if no one is signing up for your discovery calls, then you need to reposition it. Do you need to um, invite them more to the sign-up link? Do you need to give them a direct page to sign up? Maybe you don't need discovery calls at all, um, and you can just invite people to book with you. So there's different things that you can try um, in order to make sure that your content is converting. So I would suggest to look at all of your data. What are people reading the most? What are people signing up for the most? Are people actually purchasing a product or booking a service with you 
through your opt-in because that is the goal with the opt-in is to make profit with it. And whether that be for a future product that you're going to launch with products that you currently have or with a service that you offer, is your opt-in actually accomplishing one of those three main goals? If it's not and people are signing up but you're not getting any conversions, then you definitely need to think about doing something a bit differently, change it up, add more call to actions in your emails, follow up with an extra email that is specifically a sales email. I know that people don't like sales and it scares them and you don't want to be salesy, but one of my great friends and actually mentor, Christina Scalera, told me some gave me some amazing advice, advice when I was in a program with her um, in 2018. And basically, she said that if you aren't telling people what you're doing, and you're not letting them know what you have to offer them, you're actually doing them a disservice. So you don't have to feel bad about selling your products and your services and your content. Because in the end, people have come to expect that we are selling something, that we do have things to offer, but people aren't going to know what you have unless you're actually telling them about it. So they're never going to have the opportunity to buy if there is no buy now button and no incentive for them to purchase. So hopefully this has helped. And when you are creating your next opt-in, just keep those things in mind. What is making you happy? What is the type of content that you love to create? What is going to make your people happy? And what is going to convert into profit for you? So just remember those three things, okay? And I would love if you hop over to the quiz and take the quiz that will help you find your perfect opt-in. If you need a little bit of nudge and you're not really sure, the quiz is fantastic. It's totally free to take. It'll give you some extra tips and advice that'll keep you moving forward. And again, that's at vanessaryan.co forward slash quiz. Go sign up and you'll get a spiffy one-page guide that will tremendously help you in getting started with whatever your perfect opt-in is. So, until next time, sweet friends, thank you so much for listening in. I can't wait until the next episode. And don't forget to stop and leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you love this episode and maybe even give it a share on Instagram. All right, take care and have a happy day. I seriously hope that you love today's episode and you took away some gems that you can implement in your business right now today to start making more profit. If you would like a little bit of help with that, you can head over to vanessaryan.co forward slash friends, that's F-R-I-E-N-D-S, and grab some totally free Canva templates for your next opt-in as well as some amazing training that will help you make opt-in magic. And if you truly loved this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could hop over to iTunes and leave a really quick rating and review and maybe even snap a photo and share it on Insta. That will help more people realize that they can use opt-ins to grow their business and make more profit. I'll see you next time, sweet friends. Have a happy day.